0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about TSP withdrawals. All our military and federal government employees have access to the Thrift Savings Plan or TSP. The whole idea of the Thrift Savings Plan is similar to a civilian 401k. You save and make contributions during your working years. You may also get contributions from your employer then this money is invested and grows to provide you with a nice nest egg in retirement. The best strategy for having enough money saved up when you get to retirement is to start contributing early and just leave it there. This way your savings grow not only because you put money in, but also because your initial investments grow in value over time. This growth is compounded which means the value snowballs, growing faster and faster as time goes by. Start late, and your initial baseball-sized snowball can grow to a beach ball. Start early, and that snowball grows to a beach ball, then a ball the size of your car, and then something that could swallow a house. That's why generally it's a bad idea to draw some of your TSP money out early you'll lose out. For example, if you've invested your TSP for growth, but then pull out $10,000 for something when you're 30, your TSP could be worth $75,000 less when you reach age 65 than if you had just left it alone. You'd be giving up $75,000 in retirement for $10,000 now. But like most things in life, never say never. The TSP is your money, and you can do with it what you like. And Uncle Sam does acknowledge that sometimes unexpected hardship may drive you to dip into your retirement savings early. So today, we're talking about taking money from your TSP while you're still on active duty or working for the federal government. First off... There are two ways of withdrawing money from your TSP early. You can make a permanent in-service withdrawal or you can take a loan from your TSP. Let's start with the withdrawals. As I mentioned, these are permanent. Once you take the money out, you can't put it back in. This will permanently reduce how much is in your TSP and reduce how much it could grow or snowball over time. There are two types of in-service withdrawals, one for financial hardship, and one for what they call an age-based in-service, or 59 and a half, withdrawal. You must be at least 59 and a half years old to make an age-based withdrawal. You can make up to four age-based in-service withdrawals per calendar year for any reason, You have a number of withdrawal options, depending on whether you have both traditional and Roth money in your account or just one type. Withdrawals from a Roth TSP will be tax-free, but remember, you'll have to pay federal income tax and maybe state income tax on money withdrawn from a traditional TSP. The TSP must withhold 20% of your draw for taxes from a traditional TSP. What you owe at the end of the year may be more or less than that, so plan ahead. If you're under 59 and a half and still serving, you may be able to take a financial hardship withdrawal for genuine financial need. TSP lays out what are acceptable reasons for making a hardship withdrawal. The first reason, is a continuing negative cash flow. This is when your net income is less than your expenses. TSP.gov has a worksheet to help you determine this amount. But if you can't pay your bills month to month, before you drain your TSP, you should try adjusting your budget to see if you can solve your cash flow problem first, before you dive in and eat your nest egg. For our military personnel, your on-base financial counselors are an excellent source of expertise for exploring solutions and pointing you to resources for just this kind of problem. Reach out. Their services are free. Don't have a counselor nearby? You can get help online at militaryonesource.mil. You can make an appointment via live chat or give them a call at one 800 342947. And I'll have this information in the show notes. The second reason you may apply for a financial hardship withdrawal is for extraordinary expenses that you have not yet paid and you will not be reimbursed for. There are eligible medical expenses, personal casualty losses like from an earthquake or fire, theft and accidents. And lastly, eligible legal expenses. There are a lot of rules and fine print with these hardship withdrawals, and you will have to provide documentation. The TSP booklet on in-service withdrawals found on TSP.gov is 20 pages long, but it's a must-read before you decide to apply. Hardship withdrawals are also taxed. TSP will withhold 10% of the taxable portion of your withdrawal for federal income tax. This basically prepays some of your income tax that you will owe at the end of the year. The total amount you'll actually owe at tax time could be more than the 10% they withhold for you. Your withdrawal will be taxed at your ordinary federal tax rate and you may have to pay state income tax as well. You'll want to plan for these taxes so you're not surprised with a big bill at the end of the year. And you may have to pay an additional IRS early withdrawal penalty of 10 percent if you're under the age of 59 and a half. So remember in-service withdrawals permanently reduce your retirement savings and you will owe a tax immediately on the traditional, that is the non-Roth TSP portion of the withdrawal. These are significant consequences to consider before making an in-service withdrawal. Now, if you are still in a pay status, you might want to consider the loan option instead. When you take out a TSP loan, it's not considered taxable income as long as you pay it back according to the rules. You borrow from your own TSP account and then repay your own TSP account for the amount of the loan plus interest. You actually replenish your TSP and can continue to accrue earnings on the money you borrowed after you pay it back. It's not free. While you have the loan out, you will be paying interest on the amount instead of earning and growing your investment. But at least a loan is a temporary setback while a withdrawal is permanent. There are also two types of TSP loans. You can take a general purpose loan for any reason. A general purpose loan must be paid back in one to five years and does not require any special documentation. There are several rules limiting how much you can borrow and you can't borrow all of your TSP funds. The residential loan can only be used to purchase a home, which will be your primary residence. These loans have a repayment period of 1 to 15 years and do require documentation. That residence can be a house, a condo, or a townhouse, even a boat or a mobile home or an RV but it must be used as your primary residence, not a vacation or part-time home. And you cannot use a TSP residential loan to repay or pay off your existing mortgage. You can't use it for repairs or renovations. You can't use it to buy someone else's share of your home or for buying just land. Some people will use a TSP residential loan for a down payment. Just keep in mind that this means you'll need to make your regular mortgage payments if you get a mortgage and your TSP loan payments at the same time. It might not be a good idea to take on all that debt at one time, especially if your income may change before the TSP loan is paid off. Like transitioning out of the military, or you or your spouse leaving work for the birth of a child. Instead, you might want to consider mortgage programs with lower down payment requirements, like a VHA veteran home loan for military and veterans, or an FHA Federal Housing Administration loan for civilians. If you do take out a TSP loan, you will be required to make regular scheduled loan payments through payroll deduction. You can shorten or lengthen the term of your loan as long as you don't go over the five-year limit for a general purpose loan or the 15 years for the residential loan. You can also repay your loan in full early, but you cannot stop making loan payments until the loan is paid off with interest. If you get behind on payments and default on your loan and you don't pay in full by the maximum term limit, or you separate from service and don't repay your loan at all, the TSP will declare the entire unpaid balance and interest as a taxable distribution. Like an in-service withdrawal, you will owe federal income tax, maybe state income tax, and if you're under 59 and a half years old, a 10% tax penalty. Also, you will not be eligible for another loan from TSP for 12 months. TSP also has a booklet titled Loans, available online at tsp.gov. This one's 26 pages. (laughs) There's a lot of important details, and you definitely need to read through it carefully if you're considering a loan. That being said, both the in-service withdrawal and the loan booklets are well laid out and they do a good job of explaining jargons, so don't hesitate to check them out. So to wrap things up, remember, in-service withdrawals from your TSP are permanent and will reduce your TSP savings and its growth permanently and is taxable. It's like eating your seed corn. You don't want to be in that position, but it is an option if you're over 59 and a half years old or have a genuine financial hardship that meets strict requirements and you're still serving. TSB loans also come in two flavors general purpose for anything and a residential loan for buying a primary home. These loans have to be repaid with interest. You won't earn anything on the money while you have it out on the loan, but once it's paid back into your TSP account, it will begin growing again and be available for your retirement. As long as you meet the loan requirements and pay it back in full on time, you don't pay taxes on the loan. If not, the unpaid portion will be treated as a permanent withdrawal, including taxes and possible penalties that come with that. As you can see, taking an in-service withdrawal or loan from your TSP is no small matter, and it comes with costs. But your TSP savings are your money, and these options are available to you if you need them. If you are considering taking money out of TSP early though, definitely check out the resources available on tsp.gov it's also a good time to seek out a financial counselor at no cost on base or through militaryonesource.mil or speak with a professional financial planner like me. If you have any other questions about today's podcast or would like to have your questions answered on a future episode, send me an email, katie at moneypilotadvisor.com. That's katie, K-A-T-I-E, at MoneyPilotAdvisor, spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R, dot com. And I'm looking forward to sharing again with you next week. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Like to find out more? Visit us at MoneyPilotAdvisor.com. Let's team up and land your financial life.